more. I'm on Halo Talk, so I have the pleasure of having Joe Hawley here with me. Plugging in from Austin, Texas. The man, the van, the dog, the blog. <laughs> here live on Halo Talks NYC. So, Joe, good to see you and good to meet you. I mean, I'm excited. Awesome. So, just as a quick background for our listeners, can you give us a little background on, you know, from UNLV being in the phys ed group to being an NFL player and now what you're doing and how to inspire us, others, and, um, you know, you taking the initiative to kind of take your own life path and say, this is what makes me happy and yeah. help other people along the way. Yeah, totally. Um, I played football at UNLV in Las Vegas. I uh, got drafted in the fourth round by the Atlanta Falcons, played there for five years, and then I played uh, three years at the Buccaneers. So I played a total of eight years. I uh, decided in 2017, so two years ago, to retire from the NFL. Um, you know, I made that decision because my body was getting beat up. It was falling apart. I was in a lot of pain. And it actually led me to make a lot of lifestyle changes. Um, started doing a lot of yoga, movement, changed my diet, and did a lot of different things to change my kind of lifestyle. And I, I was all about, you know, making my health a priority. And I also decided, you know, before I got into whatever was next in my retirement, I decided I wanted to uh, travel and experience a little bit of my freedom because football is so hard. So I decided to buy a van, rescue the dog. And that's when I started traveling the country in my van with my dog. And I created the blog, Man Van Dog Blog. Uh, that's how you found me. And yeah, I've been trying to spread a good word and, and positivity and try and help people with their nutrition, their movement, their diet, and kind of the things I've learned on the road um, to help live a healthier, happier lifestyle. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Very inspiring. So, you know, as you kind of went through on the NFL side and, and having the phys ed degree, you know, you had all the science related to what you needed to do to, to, to stay healthy and, and happy. But like, how, what was the disconnect between, you know, being a professional athlete and actually, you know, having the flexibility and having the, you know, uh, ability to kind of stay in the best shape that you could when you're kind of getting hammered away at physically and mentally at the same time. And, and what, what was like the linchpin to kind of say, okay, I'm, that's enough. I, I got to take my life into my own hands again. Yeah. I mean, when you're younger, like when I was in school, I was, you know, I've started college when I was 17 to 21. So I was just a lot younger. My metabolism was a lot stronger. I could eat not as healthy and feel good. And um, my body was really young and recovered really well. And I think the big change was my fifth year in the league. I ended up blowing my knee out, my ACL, MCL, had a total reconstruction. And ever since then, learning the rehab process, and trying to get my body back and like how it is not balanced anymore. Like my body really started falling apart, my shoulders. And then I started realizing when I was on the couch, like I couldn't, you know, when you're in the NFL, I was playing offensive lineman. I was 300 pounds. I had to be big. And so when I started a couple years ago eating healthy, I started the paleo diet. I started eating more natural, trying to eat less processed foods, less sugar. But it was really hard for me to keep that weight on. And I actually lost a little bit of weight. My coaches came up to me and said, hey, you need to, keep the weight on so I actually had to I went from feeling really well when I started changing my diet to actually having to eat a little bit more crap to keep the weight on to stay right. big and I realized how much that affected my you know my mental state my energy levels my attitude mm -hmm. and so that was kind of a little bit of you know my body falling apart from the physical beat me up but then also the nutrition and so all of it kind of 
went into the decision of walking away from the game. And now I'm changing my diet completely and eating really natural. Like now I can tell when I eat something bad, like how much it affects me. So I think a lot of people don't really realize what feeling good feels like because they're fed so much crap and don't move enough and don't work out. And I think if they give themselves an opportunity to really connect to with what eating right and moving and feeling good feels like, then it would be a lot easier and it could build momentum moving forward. Yeah. So, so as you see, you know, some of the epidemics, you know, with uh, childhood obesity and, and uh, you know, stage two diabetes, you know, it, 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 it irks me because there's all this information out there yet somehow either the serving sizes are not correct or, you know, they put up these, uh, you know, snack packs and they think that that's healthy in the, in the uh, airports. But then you realize there's like 10 serving sizes. So multiply, you know, 11 times, you know, seven grams of sugar and you, you know, you're down in that whole thing and that's 77 grams of sugar. No one eats one serving size yeah. and wraps that thing up for 11 times. I mean, do you think that that part of it's more of a, uh, an education and a marketing issue, or do you think it's, um, you know, we got to have like regulations or, you know, policies or like Bloomberg in New York was trying to like ban, you know, uh, sugared, uh, you know, soft drinks kind of what, where do you see the future evolving where we educate more people or there's gotta be some kind of like policies around, you know, what you're allowed to put in a bag. If the regulations are going to be moving fast enough, I know they're trying to do certain things, but there's just so much money involved and yeah. Whenever there's a lot of money, it's hard to change people's minds. I think education is a big thing. I think the time we live now with the access to information, it is overwhelming at times to seek the right information because there is so much content out there. But the access to information and the internet and social media, I mean, ignorance really is a choice. Like you, you can go research, but the problem is that all these things filled with sugar, like sugar is such an addictive drug. Mm-hmm. And it's filled, everything is filled with sugar. And so your body literally lights up when it eats sugar. It feels good. And then it crashes and people don't connect the crash or the afternoon like lulls to the fact that they had a high sugar in their breakfast or high carb content. Right. And so I think educating people and um, getting people to read labels too. I think labels are kind of overwhelming too to like start checking labels. But when I started doing the, I started doing a keto diet a year ago. That's how I kind of initially lost so much weight. And you're not supposed to be eating sugar or carbs. So that was one of the first times I really started checking all the labels on everything. And people get overwhelmed by all the ingredients. And I tell people, if there's more than five or six ingredients, then you probably shouldn't be eating it. It's probably some processed crap. And even if it's something you don't really know what's in there, like you just try and eat more natural. Like that's the biggest thing I do. I try to eat a lot of of fruits and vegetables, things that are natural. I like to call it like high vibrational foods, something that's not dense but comes from nature and is light and not processed and that's a good rule to go by yeah i've been doing this keto so i keep that as my screensaver that's why i get my screensaver my my uh my nutritional plan i try I it's it. not on this list i don't uh, i can't eat it um so so after the nfl you know and and, and you know you got a 400 square foot apartment now that, that that you're renting like what was the uh yeah, I've been talking to people about like, you know, living a more minimalist and less material existence. And you actually find out that you don't need most of the things that you have and that, you know, the less clutter you have in your life, the more time you have to think and appreciate things that are external instead of like kind of your own 
what you've created, which probably in most people's lives are somewhat of a mess, um, yeah. you know, and kind of holds them down almost as like a, a weight or an anchor. So what, what, um, yeah, obviously you're a professional athlete and you're confident, but like what gave you the, um, balls, I guess, <laughs> you know, to like basically be like, Hey, look, I know everyone kind of goes down this path and there's bling and there's all sorts of watches and everything else, but you know, this is who I am and be true to yourself and, you know, don't kind of get caught up in something that you think is going to make you happy because it's probably not. Yeah. I mean, I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to make really good money and kind of, I mean, once you get to the point where, you know, I was making in, in football, you're always trying to get to the next stage, right? You're always competing against people. And I got to the point where I was making millions of dollars a year and I was still looking at the guy next to me and be like, that guy's making more money than me. Like I needed more. So I started comparing myself to people that had more than me. And I started realizing that there's always somebody that has more than you. Right. And that, you know, I had a nice car, I had a pretty big house and those things weren't necessarily making me happy. And, you know, I took a step back. I watched the minimalist documentary a few yeah, years that's ago. What I was talking about. Yep. Yeah. I started realizing, you know what, like, why is this stuff not adding any value to my life? Um, you know, it's nice to have money, but it's not making me feel any better on the inside. And that's when I retired, I wanted to feel what it was like to have that space, create that space. What would life be like if I spent my, my money more on experiences rather than things? And that's my tagline for my blog is live with less, experience more. And, mm. you know, money and, and accumulating things isn't necessarily a bad thing. And that's why I love minimalism, because it's not a set of rules of what you will make you happy, won't make, won't, won't make you happy. It's about if something doesn't add direct value to your life, then why is it there? It's just taking mm. up space. And a lot of people, like even my parents, have this this garage full of all this stuff from all over the years. And it literally is taking up clutter space, not only in their house, but in their mind and their psyche, even if you're not something you're thinking about. And when I decided to retire, I ended up giving away 70% of my closet, all my furniture. I didn't want to pay for a storage bin. I literally gave it all away to charity. And I literally felt like a physical weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. It felt so freeing. And then I bought the van, rescued the dog, and I hit the road. and I don't think I'm ever going to go back. Um, it's, it's pretty insane how much time you have to work on relationships, care about people, travel places, experience new things when you don't have all this stuff weighing you down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just such a big lie, especially in our society. Like people are looking to get a bigger house, a nicer car, even houses they can't even afford and they put down a mortgage and then they feel trapped. And it's like, it's crazy. It's it, what's the point? You know, if it's right. not really adding value to your life, you're just doing it to impress other people or fill a hole that you have. You know, it's it's definitely something that I'm learning and I'm trying to spread the message. Yeah. So I was standing up in my office the other day looking out the window and someone's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm thinking. <laughs> Isn't that a good idea? Like, let me just yeah. think for a minute, right? Yeah, let me just look out this window and be grateful and ponder. Yeah, about life. right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm off the to-do list for a second and I'm, I'm just actually going to try and digest an idea, figure out yeah, how to turn it into reality. So, so as you kind of traveled around the country and people don't really know who you are, like how liberating was that a, a part of like your journey? It's actually been pretty crazy because I've driving my van around and I have my, my blog, um, logo on the side of it. So people be driving down the highway, they'd actually like take, they look me up take a picture oh, yeah? and send it to me on Instagram or something. Oh, yeah. And so it's, I say all the time, like what a time to be alive where I'm able to use these tools like social media and the internet to really connect with people and share my message. 
And, you know, I see people, it's kind of crazy how, like, I don't feel like I have a huge following, but I see people all over the country. They're like, oh yeah, like, cause I've been in a couple articles, like ESPN did an article about me. Yeah. Like, hey, you're the guy traveling in the van. And so it's really inspiring me to see how much of an impact I've had on people's lives just by being me and sharing my message. Mm-hmm. So as you go around, are you, uh, you know, are you kind of like infiltrating people's communities and, you know, getting involved either whether on the fitness side or the education side, you know, what, what, what level are you going into, you know, as you're, as you're making your stops, obviously you're in Austin now, but you really wasn't stopping to go see people. I was kind of traveling to do my own thing, experience my freedom and share what I learned, you know, via the social media and my Instagram page and my website and kind of sharing it with that kind of content. Um, you know, I went to a lot of national parks and did a lot of hikes and I just wanted to also show people how beautifully diverse this country is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize how much there is to see right in our own backyard. Everybody's worried about traveling abroad and seeing Europe or going to Asia. And it's like, we have one of the best national park systems in the world and all this public land and all these beautiful places to see. And a lot of people are like, you know, two hours away, a little road trip away and they don't even realize. So I wanted to make sure I showed you know, how beautiful it was and how easy it was to go get out in nature, which is another way to really connect and feel and find happiness. Gotcha. So, so, you know, you're in Austin now, what's your, what's your day, you know, what, what do you like to accomplish on, on a daily basis? Cause it used to be like very regimented. So how have you yeah. kind of like, like uh, embraced your freedom and be like, Hey, I actually don't need to be somewhere right now. Or you know, I could actually do what I want to do but I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I spend a lot of work on self care. Um, I spend, there's a little morning routine. I do probably lasts about three hours every day, wake up in the morning. Uh, I usually do 20 to 40 minutes of meditation. And then I do uh, about an hour flow of yoga. And mm-hmm. then I do uh, about, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of journaling on the day, a little stream of consciousness journaling, which really helps get my thoughts off out of my mind onto paper, which really clears my mind, sets me up for the day. Um, it gets my body feeling good. gets my mind clear. And I feel like I can really accomplish anything if I get those things done in the morning. Um, working on, you know, a couple new projects here. I've been traveling a lot still. I love traveling, connecting with people, but yeah, it's really those self care practices are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? Uh, are you, do you use any online apps? Do you like hit the, uh, you know, gyms or, you know, yoga, or are you doing that? Is that all self-directed or are you trying to find local practitioners? And you know, Yeah, I like doing and- workshops and taking yoga classes, but I do have my own yoga flow that I've found. I, I do it every day. I really enjoy it. It does all the muscle groups and joints that, excuse me, I struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. My app for meditation I use, I used to use Headspace, which is really good. But I got into Insight Timer, which has a little bit more variety and different teachers in it. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Do you like that they call yoga a practice? Yeah, I mean, it's I like so, the word practice, right? Yeah, because my body, my body is so beat up from football, and it's gotten so much better. And every time I do yoga, the reason I started doing yoga is because after every session, I would feel so light, feel so good, my body would feel good. And then every day I wake up the next morning and my body is hurting. It's tight. It's in pain. And I'm like, dang, like, when am I going to get to the point where like, I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> right, I right. That They call it a practice because it's something that you're never really going to find 
the destination and you're never going to get to where you want to be. It's all about practicing every day. Cause if you yeah. stop doing it, your body's going to go back to where it was, you know? Yeah. So talk about live simple and, and you, you got this supplement line that you designed and developed. Yeah. Yeah. So I connected with this guy on Instagram. Um, he had this nut butter product It's a macadamia nut butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we partnered up and created it, uh, live simple, which is, um, we're doing e-commerce right now, selling it online at livesimple.com with no E. And it sells in 10-pack boxes in single-serving one-ounce packs. It's a macadamia nut butter, super clean. Everybody, you know, we're talking about nutrition and reading labels and, you know, healthy snacks. This has only four ingredients. It's got macadamia nuts, MCT oil, which comes from the coconut, really good brain fuel, chia seeds, and sea salt. And that's it. Those four ingredients, you don't have to worry about any preservatives, any sugar, any BS, it's going to make you feel like crap. It's a really clean product. and It's really keto-friendly, vegan-friendly, paleo-friendly. And um, yeah, really excited about it. Been doing it for about six months now. I'm learning a lot about business through it, for sure. Uh-huh. Well, what's the uh, do you have partners in that? Is it, is it with the guy from, from Instagram? So just you two as partners? Yeah, me and him as partners. Name's Trevor White. Gotcha. And you guys are doing everything remote. Yeah, we um, we work with a manufacturer in California to get um, get the product developed and packed, and now it's in a, a, a fulfillment center in Texas, and then it's all integrated into our online platform. So if someone orders it, we really don't have to even handle the product; it goes straight to the fulfillment center and sent out. So it's pretty hands off, which is pretty amazing. Gotcha. And what's the name? Live Live Simple uh, without the E? Is there anything? To know about that, we'll leave out the E S I M P L dot com. Gotcha, that's great. So, when are you going to be rolling through uh, New York? Is that uh, is that on your stop, or are you staying out of this bigger urban jungle? New York a few months ago, I was going to stop there for just a couple of days because I'm not a big city guy. I ended up staying there for eight days and kept going okay. back into Manhattan to travel. And- and explore. And I actually love that city. I've connected with a lot of people there. So I'll probably be back not before too long. All right. It's great. So any other, uh, any words of, uh, of wisdom as we, uh, as we finish up this podcast here and make sure people, uh, you know, take, take care of themselves and know that they're their, their own master and that every day is a new day. You can start, you know, living, living a better lifestyle. Yeah, I think gratitude is one of the keys to happiness. I think we all have things to be grateful for and don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have and realize that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are, you know, they come and you can create separation from those thoughts. So if you are in a spot where you're feeling really down, angry, depressed, just know that that's not who you are. That's just a phase of your life. And you can kind of create some space through these mindfulness practices like journaling and meditation. And they will really help you create that space so that you can kind of, you know, not, not necessarily change your thoughts, but kind of have more of a discretion on how to attach to them. And um, moving forward, it'll really help you find some space. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate Thanks, your man. time. And Same, I'll get- man get it across the network. I'm going to go pick up some supplements, livesimple.com, and uh, I'll see you in Austin or we'll see you in New York City. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, later.